بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فحياكم الله إخوة وجزاكم الله خير الحمد لله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated for us that we're able to continue with this uh, lecture, the two-part lecture revolving around the hadith of Jibreel, the hadith well known as the hadith of Jibreel. And alhamdulillah, in the, f- in the previous sitting, we discussed the arkan of Islam. When the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the narration he was asked, akhbirni, and in Islam, inform about Islam. And the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, within this narration, he describes Islam by way of the a'mal, the actions of the jawarih. And call it bilisan aidan. So when describing Islam, he's mentioned the actual actions upon the limbs that were done, that are done. And this was how he, alayhi salatu wasalam, defined Islam. And essentially he mentions the five pillars of Islam. Thereafter, is what we're going to go on to today, we have the mentioning or the questioning where it says, فَأَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ So inform me about Iman. قَالْ أَنْ تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَبِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتِبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَالْيَوْمُ الْآخِرِ and that Iman is to believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the final day, the Qadr, the pre decree, the good of it, and the bad. And these affairs, no doubt, are mentioned in the Quran. I the affair of Iman. For example, the state of Allah, Ta'ala, Alif Lamin. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ Allah Ta'ala has mentioned Alif, Lam, Mim This is the book in which there is no doubt a means of guidance for those that are upon piety They are those individuals that believe in the unseen And so Shaykh Rabi' Hafidahullah he mentions والغيب هذا يشمل الإيمان بالله والملائكة والجنة والنار والميزان والصراط وغير ذلك من أمور الغيب. And so the iman in the ghayb, the unseen, this is comprehensive of iman, believing in Allah, believing in the malaika, jannah, nar, the mizan, the sirat, and other than that from the affairs of the unseen. So those that are upon taqwa and those that are regarded as being the muttaqeen, these are the individuals that believe in the ghayb, believe in the unseen. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala states, لَيْسَ الْبِرْ عَنْ تَوَلُّ وُجُوحَكُمْ كِبْلَ الْمَشْرِكِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرْ عَنْ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ And likewise Allah Ta'ala states 
that it's not from righteousness that you turn your faces to the east or to the west. However, righteousness is the one that believes in Allah, the last day, the angels, the books, or the book and the prophets. And this is the reality that the one that is upon Iman, that this is how the person truly attains righteousness. And so the Shaykh, he goes on to mention, فَذَكَرَ مُؤْذَمَ أُصُولُ الْإِيمَانِ وَذَكَرَ مِنْ أُصُولُ الْإِسْلَامِ الصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ وَفِي الْآخِرِ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ عَمَرَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتِبِهِ وَرُسُلِ لَا نَفَرِّكُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِ Allah Ta'ala mentions that the messenger believes in that which has been revealed to him from his Lord and to the believers all of whom believe in Allah his messengers, his books all who believe in Allah his angels, his books, his messengers and they do not differentiate between any of the messengers and so these are the arkan of iman that are mentioned within the ayat of the Quran and the pillars of iman and if someone disbelieves in one of these pillars of iman then they've disbelieved in Allah and you find that the, some of the Ahlul they may differ in relation to the arkan of Islam. The arkan of Islam, if the person does not believe in one of the arkan of Islam other than the shahadatin, or does not do the one of the, or does not perform one of the, the, the arkan of Islam rather, other than the shahadatin, whether they fall into kufr or not, then there's no doubt you find this is a, a, a large discussion amongst Ahlul Ilm. For example, the one that does not pray due to laziness. Right, the second rukum in Arkan of Islam. If they do not fulfill this pillar, have they, have they left Islam or not? However, so this is a discussion where there's a khilaf amongst Ahlul Ilm. A different opinion amongst Ahlul Ilm. As for the Arkan of Iman, then if the person disbelieves in one of them, for who are kafir? If the person disbelieves in one of them, then he, disbel- then he has disbelieved. I I mean it. If he does not fulfill one of those one of those pillars, then he has disbelieved. And due to that, and the Sheikh he mentions, "Wulihada, Tara Ibn Umar kafar man ankar al qadr." And Ibn Umar, radiallahu anhu, he declared, "I the one that." Ibn Umar, yani kafara man ankar al-qadr, yani whoever rejected the qadr, he declared them to be kuffar. When kana qadr, or in kana qadr yatafawwat, falmutakaddimun kana yunkirun ilma Allah as-sabiq. Walamma dagata alayhim ahlu sunnah, wa qara'uhum, 
بالحجج وبراهين تراجعوا شيئا ما حتى صاروا يعلنون للناس أنهم يؤمنون بالعلم الله صادق and so thereafter you find that when it came to the inkar of the qadr i rejecting the qadr the people would reject the ilm of Allah I said those first of all that rejected the qadr they reject the knowledge of Allah and then when you found that this the pressure was put upon them from Ahlul Sunnah by way of bringing to them the proofs the clear cut proofs and evidences they turned back and they left off some of that position until to the extent that they gave or they would make it apparent to the people that they believed in the ilm of Allah now and they believed in the knowledge of Allah of that which, that which is, uh, had preceded however ولكن ينكرون أن الله يريد هذه الأعمال However, then they would deny that Allah Ta'ala, He wants these affairs to occur. And it's from His will that these affairs occur. And so in reality, min kufrin min al-kufri ila al-kufri. Naam. So in reality, they, were, they, they moved from one affair of kufr, one affair of disbelief, to another affair of disbelief. And so this is the, in reality the one that disbelieves in any of these pillars and does not fulfill any uh, uh, one of these pillars. And the first of the pillars, as mentioned, is Iman Billah. Is that the person has Iman Billah, that he believes in Allah. And that's the, what, what it constitutes is that he believes that Allah Ta'ala is the Khaliq al-Razik. So he believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator, the sustainer, and he alone is the one that is worshipped. Allah ta'ala. So he affirms the rububiyah of Allah. He affirms that Allah azawajal alone should be worshipped. And that he alone is the one that fulfills the affairs of the creation. And... He affirms that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alone and unique when it comes to his names and his attributes. And he has to have true belief in that. And that this in reality is Iman Billah. And so in reality the Iman Billah is that the person has belief and faith in these three categories of Tawheed. And affirms these three categories of Tawheed. Well, Iman bil Malaika. The second pillar is an Iman bil Malaika. And the Iman bil Malaika, I mean, Iman believing in the Malaika is of two types. There are two types in terms of Iman bil Malaika. The first of the two is that the person has Iman bil Malaika in the sense which is Am, in general. So they have general belief in the malaika. Meaning that they affirm the existence of the malaika. They affirm that the malaika are created from nur, are created from light. 
and that they are upon the obedience of Allah. And these are the sifas of the malaika that they affirm. And this is the general belief of the malaika. And thereafter, you have the belief in the malaika which is specific. And what is specific in relation to the malaika is that you affirm that which has been ascribed or assigned to some of them. So as mentioned, with some of them, they have been given the responsibility of the wahi, of giving and bringing about the revelation. With some of them have the responsibility of the sahab, of the, of the clouds. Some of them have the responsibility of the jibal, of the mountains. From amongst the malaika is the malak al-mawt. And so you find that some of the malaika are ascribed to specific a'mal, specific actions. So upon the Muslim and the one that affirms the belief in the malaika is that he affirms the belief and he believes in that which has been ascribed to particulars from the malaika, that which has been their responsibility. Likewise, he affirms the names that have been revealed. He affirms the names of the malaika that have been revealed within the nusus. And this, again, is Imam bin Malaika. And thereafter, you have Al-Iman bin Qutub. That a person has Iman bin Qutub, that he believes in the books. And again, this Iman bin Qutub is something which is general and specific. And the general is that we believe that these kutub have been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the creation. And that they have been revealed upon perfection. And that they have sent, they've been sent from Allah to the creation's mention. And a specific is in relation to what we affirm and what the nusus of the, of, of the deen affirm. From the Quran, the ayat of the Quran, and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that in relation to these books, then they have specific names. So we affirm the names of these books, and we affirm who they've been revealed to, and as the Sheikh Rabi'a mentions, that these books have been revealed to the messengers lihidayat al-bashar as a means of guidance for the people. And this is a rukum in arkan al-iman. This is a pillar from the pillars of iman. Man kafara bihi aw bi kitab aw bi kitab in wahid min al-kutub fa huwa kafir. And so whoever disbelieves in this pillar in reality, in totality, or merely disbelieves in one of the books, so he rejects one of the books. Then he's a person that has disbelieved by way of that. فَتُؤْمِنُوا بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ عَنْزَلُ الْقُرْآلَ لَا مُحَمَّدِ وَالْتَوْرَةَ عَلَى مُوسَى وَإِنْجِيلَ عَلَى عِيسَى وَالصُّحُفَ عَلَى مُوسَى وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ وَعَنْزَلَ الْكِتَابًا لَا نَعْلَمُهَا لَا نَعْلَمُهَا And... 
reality is we the person believes and he has the belief that the Quran has been revealed to Muhammad and the Torah to Musa, the Injil to Isa. And they believe that the Surah of the scroll the scriptures were revealed to Musa and Ibrahim. And likewise we have the belief that the books there are books that have been revealed that we do not have knowledge of. As Allah Ta'ala mentioned, And indeed, we have sent messengers from amongst them, or we sent messages before you. Among from amongst them were those that we have mentioned their stories. And from those are those that we have not mentioned their stories. And so this is the reality. That the Rusul, the Anbiya Rusul, was sent to every nation, and books were sent to nations. Some of the books we are aware of, and they've been revealed to us, and some have not. Thereafter, from the pillars of Iman, is the pillar, the pillar of the Iman, the Rusul, believing in the messengers. And again, this is something which is, Specific or general and specific. So you have the general belief in relation to the Rusul that they have been sent by Allah Ta'ala to every nation to call the people to Tawheed. So Allah Ta'ala states, وَلَقَدْ بَعَفْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رُسُولًا That indeed you have sent to every nation a messenger. With the command of Wajman Allah Ta'ala alone and staying away from the false deities, avoiding the false deities. This is what is upon the individual to believe in that. That every single nation received a messenger and that every single messenger, his da'wah began with Tawheed. Irrespective of whether he came with a new Sharia or not, that his da'wah began with Tawheed. And that's what he called the people too. And we believe in the messengers from those that we are aware of and from those that we are not aware of. Just as we are, we believe in the books that we are aware of and the books that we are unaware of. Those that have been revealed to us and those that have not been revealed to us. And so we believe in every book that has been revealed by Allah that we know of. For example, the Torah, the Injil, the Quran, the Suhuf. And those that we do not know of. And likewise is the case with the messengers that Allah Ta'ala sent. If you don't know them, then we still believe in them. And so we believe in the messengers in general. And then when it comes to the specific beliefs, then we believe in the messengers that have been revealed to us. We believe in their names. We believe in the stories that have been revealed to us. By way of that which is found within the text, within the Quran and the Sunnah, of that which occurred within their lives. So we believed in the seerah i.e. the biographies of these prophets and messengers and that which has been revealed to us and we believe in it in its specific sense and this is the reality of Iman bir Rusul thereafter thereafter we have the Iman the Arkan. And so, 
وشيخ ربيع ماشي نؤمن باليوم الآخر لأن الله ما خلق السماوات والأرض باطلا ما خلقها إلا بحق and so we believe in the last day why because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created the heavens and the earth باطلا يعني upon falsehood rather he's created them and he's not created them except for truth right? to adhere to the truth to be upon the truth And rather, he has not created them except that it's a means of testing the servants. Right, what they will be upon. As Allah Ta'ala states, Tabaraka al-Ladhi biyadihi al-Mulk. Tabaraka al-Ladhi biyadihi al-Mulk wa huwa ala kulli shayin kudir. Al-Ladhi khalaka al-Mawt wa al-Hayat liyablokum ayyakum ahsanu amala. As Allah Ta'ala states, that blessed be blessed is by way of his hand the dominion and he has all power over everything he is the one that created death and life in order to test you and see who is the best amongst you in action فَأَوْجَدَ اللَّهُ سَمَاوَاتٍ وَالْأَرْضِينَ وَأَوْجَدَ فِيهَا أُقَلَا مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ And so Allah Ta'ala brought into existence the samawat, the heavens, and the earth. And He brought into existence those that are animates, those that have intellect. Amongst them the malaika, the jinn, and the insan. So amongst them the, the angels, the jinn and mankind. وَكَلَّفُهُمْ بِعَمَالِ يَكِيمُ بِهَا مَنْ قَامَ بِهَا نَجَا وَدَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ مَنْ خَالَفَهَا فُعَصَ And so, Al-Shaykh mentions that these individuals were or upon them and what was, what was given to them as a responsibility was righteous actions. And so whoever performed these actions, they'll be saved. Whoever did these actions, you'll be saved, they went to Jannah. And whoever opposed the actions, then he was disobedient. مظلمين في هذه حياة الدنيا ولا يجدون من من ينصفون فالله الذي خلق البشر وخلق هذا الكون لحكمة سبحانه وتعالى لا يمكن أن يهدر حقوق هؤلاء المظلومين فلا بد أن يأخذ للمظلوم من الظالم حتى إنه ليأخذ لشاء and so, as the Shaykh mentioned, in relation to this affair of the Akhirah, that it's a must that the people are brought to account. It's a must that the people are brought to account. And then people see that there are individuals that 
may be oppressed within this dunya. And that they come across people that are not just with them. And it's Allah Ta'ala that has created mankind. And he's brought about his creation due to a wisdom. And it's not permissible that a person takes from the rights of another. I takes from those rights of those that are oppressed. And so it's a must that the rights of the one that is oppressed is taken I from the oppressor. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرْوَةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرْوَةٍ شَرًا يَرَهُ That whoever does a small ant's worth of good, then indeed he will see, he will see the recompense of that, the consequence of that. And whoever does a small ant's worth of evil, then he will see it as well. He will see the, comp- the, the, the consequence of that. فَهَذَا مُقْتَدَى and so this is what is in reality and the manifestation of the grandeur of Allah and His majesty and His wisdom that He subhanahu wa ta'ala has adal He azawajal has justice and so due to that you find that this is why you have the Yawm Al-Qiyamah He has, you have the Yawm Al-Qiyamah in which Allah Ta'ala will resurrect the people and bring them to account for what they put forth in their life by way of actions. And whoever obeys Allah فَلَهُ جَزَاءَ الْجَنَّةِ And so whoever obeys Allah then he attains a great reward and that's Jannah. And whoever disobeys, whoever disobeys Allah by, by way of kufr or shirk, then his recompense for that individual is Jahannam in which they will find themselves within for eternity. And whoever believes is a person of Tawheed. However, ظلم, he fell into ظلم, and he fell into oppression. By way of disobedience, a disobedience lesser than shirk, then this person is as well as regarded as being tahta mashiyatillah, is under the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is affairs of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. This is the pillar of the Iman bil yawm al akhir. Thereafter, you have Iman bil qadr, khayrihi wa sharrihi. That person has Iman, they believe in the Qadr, the good of it and the bad. And the Iman with Qadr is built upon four Qawaid. 
I have four particular principles. The first of them is al-ilm, knowledge. That the person has iman that the ilm of Allah Ta'ala is complete. So Allah Ta'ala has knowledge of what is occurring, of course, in, in the perfect sense. What has occurred previously and what will occur in the future. And the ilm of Allah is perfect. I know that this is inclusive within the qadr. The ilm, the knowledge of, the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. The second, the second affair is al-kitabah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written and it is recorded everything that will occur. And it's preserved in the lawha mahfuz. By that which will occur. And the third is the Mashiach of Allah, the will of Allah. And anything that occurs is due to that which Allah Ta'ala wills to occur. And nothing occurs except by way of His permission, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing has occurred previously and nothing will occur except with His permission, as a wajal. And then the fourth and final is the khalq. That everything is created at its appointed time. Nothing is created before or after its appointed time. Allah says, Inna khalaqana kullu shayin bi qadr. Indeed, we have created everything by way of its qadr, by way of its appointed time or its decree. Thereafter, in the hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, Akhbirni an al-ihsan. Inform me about ihsan. And so he mentions, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-ihsan an ta'budu allaha ka'annaka tarah. The ihsan is to worship Allah as if you see him. If you do not see him, but indeed you do not see him, but indeed he sees you. And so the Shaykh mentions that Ihsan, Yatadamman, Alekhalas, Yatadamman, Istishar, Al Mashahada. أن الله مطلع على ما في قلبه سبحانه وتعالى. and so إحسان is inclusive of إخلاص. it includes إخلاص. likewise as well that when it comes to إحسان is that the individual has awareness that he's being watched. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over him and is well aware of that which occurs within his heart. And is well aware of all of the actions of the abd. Zahiraha wa khafiha. So he's well aware of the actions of the abd, whether they be the apparent actions or those that which are hidden. Wa 
مَا يَكُونَ مِنْ نَجْوَى ثَلَاثِ إِلَّا هُوَ رَابِعُهُمْ وَخَمْسَةٍ إِلَّا هُوَ سَادِسُهُمْ وَلَا أَدْنَى مِنْ ذَلِكُ وَلَا أَكْثَرِ إِلَّا هُوَ مَعْهُمْ And then nothing occurs within the creation that is of the three except that he's the fourth or the or the of five except he's of the sixth and he's well aware of which occurs and nothing which is less or more except that he is well aware of it. Naam. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala states, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ إِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةِ الدَّاعٍ إِذَا دَعَانٍ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُرُونَ Allah Ta'ala mentions, And if my servants ask of me, then indeed I am close to them. I am well aware of them, I the servants. I answer the call of the one that is called supplicating. If he calls upon me. So seek an answer to your supplications. Believe in me. So that you may be from those who are guided. And so, the reality is that the mu'min, the true believer, he worships Allah ta'ala. And he does his actions. He performs whatever actions he performs. Whilst he's aware of Allah ta'ala seeing him, the ru'ya of Allah. He's Allah, as well aware that Allah ta'ala sees him. And he has yaqeen, he has certainty that Allah Ta'ala has sure knowledge of that which occurs and is well aware and overlooks that which occurs. From that which is hidden. He accepts this and he is well aware of that. And irrespective of whether they be actions, smaller actions or individual actions or group of actions. He's well aware that Allah Ta'ala sees all of this thing, all of these things. And so thus, Ahlul they mentioned in relation to this affair of, of Ihsan, the Ihsan is of two levels. And these two levels are understood by way of the definition mentioned by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this hadith. So the first of two levels and taught me no billahi or The first of the two levels that you worship Allah as if you see him. Right, this is the level of that person is upon ibadah. That they're worshipping Allah as with the amount of certainty as if they see Allah Ta'ala. And that's the level of certainty that the person has. About their ibadah. About the existence of Allah Ta'ala. And thus, the second level was mentioned, But did you not see him, but he sees you. So if the person is not able to worship Allah to that extent, as if he sees him, then he must be well aware that Allah Ta'ala sees him as the servant. And he's well aware of the actions of Allah. And when he performs his actions, 
He performs his actions in the knowledge that Allah Ta'ala is watching over him. And he, that, when it comes to the affair, that which is hidden, that which he conceals within his heart, he seeks to purify his heart due to the fact that he's well aware that Allah Ta'ala knows what occurs within the heart. And that's knowledge of what occurs within the heart. So this is the one that's upon Isa. That he worships Allah as if he sees him. Like this is the highest of the level. And if not, then he worships Allah knowing that Allah is well aware of all the actions that he is doing. Thereafter, within the narration, is asked, فَأَخْبِرْنِي أَنِسَاءَ I inform me about the hour. And Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he responds, مَا مَسْؤُولْ أَنْهَا بِأَعْلَمِ مِنَ السَّائِلِ I the one that is asked about it, does not have more knowledge about the one, more like, does not have more knowledge than the one that is asking. I, this affair of the hour is from the ghayb. And knowledge of the hour is not something which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given. He did not know when the hour would occur. However, that which he did know were some of the signs. And that's which he informed us of in the Nusuls for some of the signs. From the signs that he mentioned in this narration was that the Amma, the slave girl, would give birth to her master. And some Ahlul Ilm, they mentioned, the scholars they mentioned, and this is uh, mentioned by our Sheikh, Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari. He said that this understanding of the narration, or this part of the narration, can have two separate understandings. The first of them is the literal understanding, and the second is the metaphorical or in meaning. The first one, the literal understanding, is that the master has a slave girl and thus has a child with a slave girl. That child now, obviously, is ascribed to its father, the master. And so due to that, that child is the master of the slave girl, even though it is slave's mother, or the, ch- the child's mother. So this woman will give birth to a child and this child will become her master. And so this is the general understanding of the, or the, the specific and literal understanding of the narration. Then we have those that mention that from the understanding of this narration is one which is an understanding in meaning. And how it's understood is that children will grow up to have a degree of authority over their parents. So not necessarily that the, that the parent in reality, or the, the woman, the mother, is an actual slave. However, due to the authority that the child now commands over the, the parent, that now it is fulfilling what is mentioned in this narration, that they have authority over their parents. That in relation to the mas'uliyah, of the parent, i.e. the responsibility of the parent may still be there. However, the authority is now put in the hands of the child. And reality is, this is something that we see in this day, where the authority of the parent is taken away, whether it be taken away by the state, 
whether it be taken away by way of culture, or it be taken away just since just simply by way of the kufr that the people are upon. But it's what you find that the authority of the parent may be diminished. Likewise, from in this narration as well, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that from the signs of the hour is that you will find the barefooted shepherds shepherds competing with one another they will compete with one another in building or building tall buildings and so thus the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not mention this as something which is Mahmud. He did not mention that they will compete with the two builders as something which is praiseworthy. Rather, he mentions that mid is a sign from the signs of the hour. And again, it's something which could, as mentioned, that this could be from amongst the signs of a Nabuwa, the signs of his prophecy, alayhi salatu wasalam, that he's informed us of an affair that will occur. And indeed, this is something which is occurring. For indeed, the descendants of these said shepherds, who are amongst the Arab of this day and age, these are the individuals that compete with one another to build the two buildings, to build the tallest building in the world, to build, everyone wants to build the tallest building in the world. And this is something which is, has become now widespread amongst the descendants of these individuals, or the descendants of these shepherds. And it's something which is pertinent. Why? Because you may find that people compete with one another in building and infrastructure, or compete with one another when it comes to uh, industry. However, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions that they compete with one another in terms of the height of the buildings. So it's specifically the height. And this is something that you see. Other people, they may find that they want to build the biggest shopping complex, for example. The biggest this, the biggest that. However, what was mentioned in this narration is height. And that is what is occurring. And that is what you see is occurring. And so it's distinct. That which was, that which was mentioned in the narration is distinct. And that which is occurring now is distinct. Where they compete with one another to have the tallest building in the world. Or the tallest clock in the world, the clock tower in the world, for example. Now, and so this is again is mentioned as a sign from amongst the signs of a Nabuwa. Thereafter, Umar ibn Khattab, the narrator of this hadith, he mentions, فَلَبِثُ الْمَلِيًّ So they left him for some time. In some narrations it mentions, in the narration of Abu Dawood, it mentions that this time was actually a span of three days. And then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states to Umar, أَتَذْرِ مَنِ السَّعِيلِ Do you know who the questioner was? فَقُلْتُ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمْ Allah and his Messenger know best. And as he stated, فَإِنَّهُ جِبْرِيلُ أَتَاكُمْ يُعَلِّمُكُمْ أَمْرَ دِينُكُمْ And so he mentioned indeed it was Jibreel. He came to you to teach you the affair of your religion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And he came with the madhhar of the appearance of a talib al-ilm. He came with the appearance of a, of, a, of a student of knowledge, seeking knowledge. And he asked the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa these questions. لماذا? Why? Shaykh Rabi'a mentioned, لِأَنَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ قَدْ لَا يَسْأَلْ مِفْلُ هَذَا السُّعَالِ فَبِهَذَا السُّعَالِ وَالْإِجَابَةِ عَلَيْهِ يَعْرِفَ الْمُسْلِمِ كُلُّ أَرْكَانَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَأَرْكَانَ الْإِيمَانِ وَمَرْتَبَةِ الْإِحْسَانِ And so the reason is that maybe many people will not ask such questions. And so with this manner of question and answer, then the Muslim comes to know the pillars of Islam, the pillars of Iman, and the levels of Ihsan. And all of this was found and gathered within the questions, and that which was directed to the Prophet wasallam. I have in this narration, the affair of the deen. So they came to know the arkan of Islam, Iman, and the level of Ihsan. And they came to know the levels of deen, all in reality, in totality. And this is the deen. And this is a summary of everything that is found within the Quran and the Sunnah. Hence why we mentioned at right at the beginning that this hadith is referred, or this, no, this narration, this hadith here, is referred to as Ummu Sunnah. And the mother of the Sunnah due to the importance of that which is found within it, and due to the comprehensive nature of it. And so, this affair of the deen is that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded us with, and commanded the ummah with, of holding on firm to it, by way of his statement, Hold on firm to the of Allah, all of you be not divided. Likewise, his statement, Tabarakwa Ta'ala, Ya ayu al-ladheena aamanu duqulu fi silmi kafa. I owe you belief. Enter into Islam in totality. La tatruk shay'an min Islam. Wa tukul hadha kushur wa hadha lab. Al-aan aqeedah inda ba'da al-naz kushur. Istahanu biha fa'ahanuhum Allah. Wallahu la yarfa. Well, now, لا يرفع لا يرفع الله هذا الذل أن هذه الأمة حتى ترجع إلى هذا الدين الكامل الذي شمله هذا الحديث وغيره الذي شمله هذا الحديث وغيره and so it's a must that a person does not leave off anything from the deen and they do not say that we'll take this portion or leave that portion which is the way of some people now and their, their creed that they leave off portions of the deen and so, by way of that, they become humiliated. Leaving off affairs of, 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 humili- of deen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not remove the humiliation from these individuals amongst the ummah until they return to their religion in its perfection and totality, which is comprehensive and found within this narration. Why? Because this is the usul of iman and islam. Is the foundations of Iman, foundations of Islam. And it has furu' the things that branch off from it, that are not mentioned in this narration. However, no doubt, these are the things that are built upon, 
that this, these are the affairs that the, that that Islam is built upon, like these foundations mentioned within, within this narration. And these are the affairs of deen which a person must hold on to. Must hold on to if he's sincerely seeking to be from those that are attain that attain the pleasure of Allah. And likewise the Shaykh Rabia he mentions that there are affairs of the heart as well that the person must adhere to in order to perfect their deen. From them is the hub of Allah, loving Allah. As a person cannot be regarded as being a believer unless they love Allah Taala. Along with that tawakkul, that they have reliance upon Allah. Again, a person cannot be a believer unless they have tawakkul on Allah alone. Allah Ta'ala states, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And upon Allah, you must have this reliance if you are truly believers. And likewise, you have the affairs of the heart from desire and fear. Fear of Allah, that a person cannot be regarded as being a believer except with these things. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. As so this, as you mentioned, is just a brief explanation of this hadith. Adeem, this great hadith, the hadith of Jibreel, and some of the benefits we can take from it for ourselves and for our deen. Allah Ta'ala knows best for Jazakum Allahu Khaira wa Barakallahu Fikum wa Akhira Da'wana and Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.